G'day guys, what's up? It's First Down Under here with me, Zach. My good friend Charlie, the King. Coming off a hot conference championship weekend. Charlie, are we witnessing history with Tom Brady? Looking at the Michael Jordan of our era. A lot to get to, dude. How you feeling after those two epic games? I'm still excited. I've still got I've still got an energy about me. I was watching the games last night. Um, obviously, there's a bit of a backstory to yesterday and, and how we dealt with the scores and whatnot. But I, I just appreciate you calling me the king. I don't have that normally. And I think Australia needs its own the king, <laughs> obviously, with LeBron in LA. So that was nice. But I think your greatness Seems like point, a lateral jump from LeBron to you. I think your greatness point is interesting because... For me, Tom Brady was already the GOAT prior to this game. I mean, eight Super Bowls already. He's won five. He's lost three. We all know that. And obviously, going into this game, we all expected Kansas City to to show him out. I mean, you know, we know the Patriots are good at home, but they're mm-hmm. at Arrowhead. It's freezing. The crowd's going berserk at, Arrow, at, that, at the stadium. And this was just another incredibly shocking but all at the same time, vintage Patriots performance that you look at it and you say, why do I ever doubt this team? It's crazy. Year yeah. after year, dude, I feel like we doubt this team. And yeah. it's their fourth Super Bowl in five years, three in a row. Uh, the Tom reason Brady's I say, ninth. you know, he's the GOAT and, you know, he's, he's just pipped Montana on Super Bowls. Mm. But now he's getting to that Michael Jordan status. Mm-hmm. If he's able to put back six titles... Mm. Over a 20-year career, defy all sorts of uh, rules and regulations that were put in for parity and for this exact thing not to happen, basically, yeah. in the NFL. They want different teams. That's how it's set Absolutely. up. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's it's actually a very good point because it's almost, if he wins this, it's now not even, you know, he's, he's a goat within his sport, just even athletes of all time. And what? Jordan is in that debate. Jordan, Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps. Ruth. All of those kind of guys you think of. What'd you Shane say? Warne. Babe Ruth, of Babe course. Ruth. Shane Warne. Um, all of these athletes Serena you Williams. think of. Uh, I'm going to stop you there, but everything um, would just be completely surpassed if he was able to win six. And I love him. I absolutely froth him. I've got a massive wrap up for Chiefs Patriots. As much as I do hate the Patriots, I do love seeing history and Tom Brady. Mm. And it's almost like I did see a Wikipedia edit of the AFC Championship. It was quite funny. It said the AFC Championship is the annual uh, American football championship held in January where one team gets to play the New England Patriots. <laughs> well, uh, I thought that was good. And I think it's for my for our lifetime at least it's pretty much been the case. That is because absolutely. I think since, since we've watched football since yeah. we've really been born. Since 2001 it's been either Roethlisberger, Manning or Brady and I think another year was Flacco. Flacco 2012 and then some other douchebag in 2002 but the uh, rest I want to say Rich Gannon but might I think, be Rich Gannon. I don't know. He, he might was, have been it, playing it, for the it Raiders. It was in 2002 but it's just incredible, this dominance by Tom Brady. And yet again, just putting an absolute dagger in the heart of the young quarterback in a big, on a big stage. Yeah, I mean, I don't weep for Kansas City and uh, Patty Mahomes too much. Mm. It feels like they've got a bright future ahead, and they are the future of that conference, mm-hmm. the AFC. But, I mean, before we kick into it, yeah. l- let's talk about the challenges that you and I faced oh, on Monday. Absolutely. You Absolutely. being at work, uh, you, you didn't want to see the scores. I was busy. I was at a funeral, so I didn't want to see the okay. scores. Yeah, and I had yeah. to keep my head down. I'm at the wake, you know, and mum's telling me, oh, you got to mingle with your family. You know, it's all very important. Oh, okay. well, 
Walk around the corner. I'm at the RSL. What do they have? Seven, mate. Jeez. <laughs> no. I'm like, well, I you can't not. look away now. So I like you silk off. Out for a Dad, pop. you want a beer? Maddie, you want a drink? Uh, but, yeah, yeah, Matt's. No worries. Uh, walk yeah, out. Geez, oh, that's that's, <laughs> that's fourth quarter. They're going back and forth. I'm feeling too well. I'll be on the tour for a while. I would have done that as well. It's that a, is uh, not such to. a treat. So to the uh, Bansdale uh, RSL and the four old codgers I was watching <laughs> with, uh, thank you for four Chiefs fans. Uh, yeah, right at home. So, what, okay. So, what time did you start watching the games? Was it, what time did you, were you aware? I think the games the were on. I, I, right. I'm, st- I'm staying off social media. You know, memes pop up all throughout. Yeah. You know, all, the, all the ref memes that were going around on that day. Oh, of course. Um, you don't want anything to spoil it. And you know, mm. I text you, I text a few other mates who are, you know, privy to the, to the game and who yeah. will be texting me during. It's just, don't, don't text me. I've got it recorded at home. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. But uh, you know, when when it's on the RSL, it's almost that is incredible. Well, Ben's RSL, yeah, really stepped up. What so a treat. But no, much appreciation to to the good folks there. Uh, watched the Rams Saints game that night when I got home. Yep, and uh, of course it didn't disappoint. Offensive mm. showing, Chaz. Yes, had you stay? We'll definitely get to that. Yeah. So obviously, I my game plan was initially to record both, and I texted everyone in the context. Just don't text me, please. I don't want to know. Um, so it's getting around lunchtime. The Chiefs Pats, I think, finished about one thirty. So. I'm almost kind of slapping my hand away from grabbing the phone, trying not to check the scores. Cause I'm like, I can't go this long without knowledge. It's so hard not to, when you know biggest, it's out biggest, there. Exactly. It's just, it's just sitting there waiting to be had. So I go outside, you know, with a guy from work for a bit, clearly head in the afternoon, you know, get myself ready for the afternoon slog. Yep. I'm not having this knowledge. Chaz has got the you nine know, to five. I'm not having an understanding of, you know, whether golf can handle uh, a road game indoors or whether, you know, the Chiefs defense has provided Brady with an express lane can to Can Andy Reid get you know, over the Can hump? he get over that playoff hump? Can he get rid of the monkey off the back? And I sit down for lunch, being the good citizen that I am for my lovely tuna salad for the ninth day in a row, and I open up Facebook just instinctively, and the very first post is just a big old, in size like 58, Ram Saints. <laughs> with golf with golf with his hands up, and I just said, stuff it. So I checked the Patriots score. <laughs> well, I've come this far. Yeah. Well, I, I checked the Patriots score, and you know that, that was terrible. And then I kind of wanted to text everyone else, being like, have you checked the scores to, to ruin it for them? Mm. But the funniest thing was a guy who doesn't follow NFL at all was checking the scores all day and just baiting me just to uh, piss of me course. off. Because I of told course. him, don't, just even if you go on fate or, or whatever it is. And he said, you know, there was, oh, he said, oh, there was a big play at one of the, at the end of one of the games, a big kind of non-call, and I kind of scoff, oh. thinking, "What? What enough?" And then seven hours later, I'm on the floor dealing with the worst call of all, the worst non-call worst of all non-call. time, which we'll get to. We could put half an hour on it, but honestly, the, the travesty—it it seems unfolded, like every other show is so it, 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 indescribable. So we'll we'll get to that later. Yeah, but that was my day. I, I still watched the fourth quarter of Chiefs of Ram Saints, and then watched the whole Chiefs Patriots. Mate, it's, uh, uh, it, it, it's jerking off to Tony Romo. <laughs> Oh my uh, God! We got to uh, talk about Tony. We'll talk about Tony. Next, big, we'll, we'll talk about Tony for Pro Bowl week if we have to. I mean, we need to fill in he, next week. He, Tony, Tony Romo deserves a run in the Pro Bowl. Uh, he ha- should at least absolutely. be commentating, possibly slinging him down or there. a Golden Globe or something yes. for a three-hour performance in a sports setting. <laughs> there needs to be an award. There should be an it's award. A joke. Commentary deserves that, an award. That was Picasso. Oh, mate. Well, the guy Picasso is the painter, yeah. Yeah, he, he was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you well, can who's see. the who's the musician? Uh, uh, it starts with the P, but we'll get to it later. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll Google it. I'm sure, like I'm sure, Beethoven? I'm sure Cousin Fun Bags. Beethoven, that's the one. Very good. Beethoven. We, yeah, so big show today. Obviously, Chaz is going to take the reins on the Pats Chiefs. Very yeah. excited about that win with mm. the New England Patriots. Uh, I'll be heading up the Saints-Rams uh, 
yes. debacle that was yes. towards the end. And, of course, we've got uh, fun bags on the line towards the end mm. of the show. A true Rams fan, mm. Attic, and uh, can't wait to hear his thoughts on the big yes. Rams Super Bowl appearance. Mate, let's, uh, let's kick into the show. Let's do it. Okay, now, Zachy boy, so it was, I was covering the AFC Championship game. It was the Chiefs hosting New England in just what was a sensational game. This had everything. This had Tom Brady, the old ball up against the young calf, Coach Jones. I mean, the MVP. The MVP. Well, yes, the unanimous MVP. I mean, well, he will be the MVP, especially after the Saints. 50 Boston. touchdowns, 5,000 yards on yep. the season. It's basically Absolutely. his rookie year. Bit yep. the Ben Simmons situation there. Yeah. So you've got everything. You've got Bill check up against Reed. You've got Reed, obviously, as we discussed, the playoff monkey on the back scenario. You've got Belichick coming into town with this team. Questions about the Patriots form. Yes, they smashed the Chargers, but this is a different Chiefs team, a different offense they're handling here. And I want to kind of start with the, with the Patriots and how they came out in this game. Now, we all saw what happened last week with the Chiefs and the Colts. The Chiefs came out and scored 14 points in the space of about five minutes, mm-hmm. and the game was over. Yeah. I mean, the crowd got into it, the defense, they stopped the Colts running the ball, and Luck just didn't want to be there. And, Andrew Luck. You could tell on the sidelines. It looked closer to Blaine Gabbert. Exactly. And this week, the Patriots, they get the ball. I don't know whether they won the toss in, in at the start of the game, but they received, they usually defer Belichick, but they receive the ball, Typically. and they say, we're going to quiet this crowd. So they come out. They run the ball early and frequently on this Chiefs defense with Sonny Michel, who looked like Marshall Falk at, in this game. Yeah, he's really uh, come into his own. You know, I feel like he showed little snippets throughout the year of, yeah. of being a decent player, but you had to think, oh, God, this guy was a yeah. first-round pick, running back. Was it really worth it? Yeah. He's really proved his worth in these players. Absolutely. And I kind of thought he looked kind of small when he came out of the draft. I said, this guy's not kind of a, a ground and pound, like not like a Derrick Henry, but a guy you can really rely on right. first and second well, downs. But like, he Like those other high picks. Like those know, other high uh, picks, yeah. Gurley, for example. Uh, or a Leonard Fournette. Those kind of bigger bodies that they can rely on. So, yeah. But they ball. brought it. Yeah, exactly. They run the ball early. They do these small wheel and go routes. The Patriots, just absolute specialty. They distribute the ball across pretty much the entire receiving court. They got Hogan involved. They got James White involved. Julian Edelman's looking like he's back in 2014. Yeah. And the first drive goes for 15 plays, 80 yards, and just over eight minutes. Keep Mahomes on the bench for pretty much the first half of the first quarter. They quiet the crowd. From that point on until halftime, Kansas City, 16 plays, 36 yards, eight minutes, 53 seconds time wow. possession. New England, 42 plays, 245 yards, 21 minutes and seven seconds time possession. And that was, as soon as the, you know, that entire first half encapsulated just how poor Chiefs were on, on offense and how just dominant the Patriots were on offense. It's really unbelievable to see how well and how far ahead the Patriots are when it comes to mm. game planning. Mm. It feels like they get an extra three weeks before every game Absolutely. compared to other teams. I don't know how they happen to execute so well, but so many teams have mantras, but I feel like there's only one in this sport that really matters, and that's do your job. Mm. What Belichick tells these players to do, do your job, it, it seems to resonate stronger than any other team motto because he's got no like majorly flashy players. There's not a bunch of marquee names on no. the Patriots. And that was one of the things we were maybe worried about mm-hmm. heading into this game. Who are they going to lean on? Oh, Edelman and Gronk are a bit old. Tom Brady, a little bit long in the tooth. Yep. Who are they really going to use here? Oh, yep. All three of them stepped up, as did the rest of the team. The offensive line, by the way, mm. unbelievable. Got to give them credit. Did anyone touch Tom Brady? Apart well, from that the, one, the Chiefs had zero sacks. Th- there you go. Yeah. I think one person like slightly grazed his, maybe pulled out a, and that an was a eyelash, flag. and that got flagged. It threw a flag. So he that was, touched his right shoulder pad. Yeah. And they said it was uh, roughing the passer. It was like it gin- was an incredible call. You know, sometimes you like gingerly touch someone with like mm. the, the back of your fingers just to be like, yeah. they're there. That was sort of what the touch was. I think was, Belichick I got the refs from the Rams game. 
Yeah, so we, need, we need some help. Look, we need 15 yards. We need him quick. Yep. Uh, rough in the passer. Helps out. Rough in the passer. Literally, literally grazed his helmet. Not to take anything away from the no. um, Pats' offensive line, though, man. I, I, I don't think I can name anyone on their offensive line. They're doing unbelievable no, things. I can't either. And also, you've got to also attribute the fact that Brady was doing exactly what he needed to do, getting the ball out of his hands quickly. Literally five-step drops, throwing the ball quickly on these on these small routes That's to his receivers. Thing. So they didn't even give the Chiefs' defense a chance to hit him because he just exactly got rid right. of the ball so quickly. Well, he doesn't mind taking five yards, six yards. He just keeps them on track, on pace with their drive. And, and exactly. it's like you can't get them off the field, dude. I know. And it, it's just, it, it looks like they literally have nothing to do about it, the Chiefs. They, they set up whatever they can, and Brady was just at his vintage best. He, you know, he, he, It audible out of the run when he needed to at the perfect time. As we said, he get rid of the ball quickly. Kansas City, no sacks for the game. I think he had... I don't know how many pressures, how many pressures or dropbacks he had, but it was almost like a training drill for Brady, and just doing everything he can not to be hit. Well, he dropped back forty six times. These, yeah, it's just incredible. But I think the key for that for the Chiefs' defense was putting Brady off his line, getting you know smacking him with a few big hits and getting him a bit jittery and seeing kind of kind of those ghosts of a of a big defense and reminding him of his age because this game they just literally gave Brady all the time, not gave Brady all the time he needed, but. It was a situation where he was just picking this defense apart at will. Well, we should have been able to see this coming when he was playing the Chargers at home when mm. uh, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram couldn't touch him either. Mm. And, and then to say, oh, well, maybe the Chiefs, who have one of the worst defenses in the league, well, they might be able to generate some pressure with, you know, who is it? Big, uh, big, uh, the big guy, Chris. Chris Jones. Chris Jones, maybe he'll do mm. a bit, or D Ford, or Justin Houston. Houston. Uh, the only thing they did was go offside and cost them. Like some oh, one of the great neutral zone infractions. Oh my You'll God. see in recent D-Ford. memory. Yeah, it, it, disastrous. It was yeah, disastrous. It was terrible. And exactly, what do you do? And that Chiefs secondary is just not good enough to keep up no. with these quick Brady throws as well. Could have used Marcus Peters. Eh? Yeah, could have used Marcus <laughs> Peters. They just had the perfect balance of running and passing. And this Patriots game plan from the get-go is just outstanding. Um, obviously Brady had a few picks. Uh, he, he wasn't, you know, completely perfect, he but he pretty much was perfect for the whole game. It was one play where I noticed that he threw into, so was, there was into the end zone, that pick. Yeah, it was, he was, he was double trying coverage. to throw Gronk and he Felt just like didn't was, see Anthony Hitchens uh, and he kind of popped him out of nowhere. I think that was a little bit ballsy. It was that classic play they do all the time against the Bills. They just literally play action and throw it to Gronk in the corner. Mm. Um, and obviously that pick with Jordan Edelman's tip. To Sorensen, yeah, you, which wasn't really his pick. That ball was literally on the money. He couldn't have walked it to him any better. It was a bit bit similar to uh, Jeffrey last week for the Eagles. Oh, yes, of course. Um, and But aside from that, he was pretty much lights out for the rest of the game. Absolutely. And I think, I, I don't know if you saw this, but I love this play by the Patriots. It was towards the end of the first half. It was the touchdown throw to Philip Dorsett. And I think it was about 23 seconds left at the 50-yard line. It's a yep. second and one. So the, the Chiefs are thinking, you know, they're going to run a few more plays and kick a relatively easy field goal to go up by 10. Still up by two possessions going into the half. But they just called up this beautiful play to Dorsett, one-on-one on the outside. And Brady just threw a deep ball to him. And that was, it was an awesome touchdown. It reminded me of the Packers' Hail Mary against the Giants <laughs> in the 2016 Divisional Play. Not so much. I'm not, I'm not even going to take the piss. Not bringing it back to the playoffs or even because it was a Hail Mary. It was nowhere yeah. near as crafted as this play. But just the way that kind of sent that set the tone going into halftime, I think. The Patriots throwing a TD instead of a field goal. No, I, For me, it felt like this is their day. They're going to be pretty tough to beat. I was only chuckling because in the space of uh, like 15 minutes, both of you and I have like drawn this <laughs> Patriots victory back to our <laughs> own teams. Like, well, you remember how. But you're absolutely right. And that yeah. uh, really showed how New England were just keeping the foot on the throat of mm. these uh, Kansas City Chiefs for the whole first half. Totally set the tone. 
Uh, Edelman was taking hits like it was 2015. Yeah, like, he, he, he loves getting hit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All those short routes. Brady was, you know, standing up in the pocket, making sure that he was getting his throws out. I mean, it was awesome. Uh, the only thing I'll say about Edelman is why he tried to pick up that sort of, not muffed punt, but, you know, it yeah, was... It, it was incredible. I, I saw the play. I saw the replay 30,000 times. I think I went and made dinner while they were going through the replay. But dear God. I could have actually had it, I feel it. Between that happening and the replay, it could be it, rare, it's, it's, it's could be well done. Yeah, however you like it, yeah, yeah, made your own jus. I don't care how many times the NBC it. I, I, I swear to God, <laughs> it, it cannot take that many attempts to, to make the call. But it was an incredible play on that one side of the angle of the camera. You saw his thumb kind of tilt back, and then the other side it was inconclusive. So I was well. Of course, if you haven't seen the play, it was basically yeah. a punt where Edelman looked like he touched the ball, mm. but it skims his hands. Uh, the Chiefs pick it up, score a touchdown. Obviously, huge momentum shift in the game. Mm. Uh, the refs call it back as all scores are reviewed, have a look on the screen, decide to overturn it. Didn't seem like maybe there was 100% confirmation. It was pretty hard to tell. Mm. But, I mean, I would have said that Edelman didn't touch no. it. How did you feel? I, I think that was the same call. at the at, Kind of at the time, I was like, you know, you get Despite the fact that he the noise did. and. And Everything he could to touch that ball, by the way. Absolutely. Like, he was ready to swing his dick out and just fucking... Bleak. And that was his perfect Patriots luck. It literally grazed. You can see the shadow against his right bicep. <laughs> yeah. Just the ball go past. It's incredible when you watch it live. But Edelman was so confident that it didn't touch him. I was kind of convinced, being the veteran punt returner that he is, that it didn't touch him. And I also have a hard on oh. for Edelman. So it, I was I was pretty certain. Like, I love Jules too, think, but I reckon yeah. he was trying to... Uh, he he knew what had happened. And he's like, well, I got, what am I going to say? Like, oh, fair, you got me. Uh, that's seven points to you. Yeah, I know. He's got to act. Yeah. Oh, I exactly. didn't touch it. I tried. Yeah. I yeah. really tried. I did. I'm trying to help you out, Chiefs. I mean, Andy Reid spat his nuggets out. He was filthy. He was, <laughs> he, was going, he was going berserk at the ref. And I just thought... As soon as he, as soon as that happened and that call was reversed, you just saw his face. Yeah, it just dropped. Well, here we go. Like, that, I need, I needed that. Yeah, I really I did. Need, I needed that. that. Um, I, I needed that. But that they were that was an incredible play, obviously. On Andy um, Reid, yeah, Andy Reid. I just wanted to say uh, full credit to him because they came into the half. They were down fourteen zip. Mm-hmm. Hadn't made much happen. Then they go out and score thirty-one points. In the second half, mm-hmm. totally wake up the offense. Uh, I mean, Mahomes ended up having 16 off 31 for 295 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, th- that is the kind of second half turnaround that this um, this team had. Yeah, and I feel like they did make the adjustments necessary to stay uh, in the game, but it was just too late, right? Agreed. Yeah, I think I think that's right. And I think the first drive of the half, the second half for the Chiefs, was that. Um, there kind of wasn't much happening on the inside, and Mahomes just he just leaped out of the pocket, threw it long to Watkins for that fifty-yard completion over Stefan Gilmore, who just lost a step on him, and that was such a huge play for this Chiefs offense. As soon as you saw that, like, okay, that's the offense we know, and mm. then immediately threw a touchdown to Kelsey. And it was fourteen-seven, and then okay, we're cooking with gas. We're yeah, here, right. Woke and the crowd up, that's for sure. Exactly, woke the crowd up. The Patriots only, only got a field goal in the third quarter, so they're still down twenty-one to seven at three-quarter time, but. That fourth quarter, the Chiefs just said, you know what? They almost played with that. We have to just go for broke. We have to throw every single time yep. and make these incredible plays. And that's when they started putting up points. So I think like in the first half, they tried to maybe establish a bit of the run. And maybe when a few of those big plays weren't working so early, they kind of went into their shell and didn't keep going with those big plays to challenge the Pats. But I think that huge deficit at halftime really brought out this offense and the offense we know. And of course, Patrick Mahomes, you got to give him credit. He threw three touchdowns. The, the ability to come back in that second half and lead this team the way he does, I think is, is, is such a credit to him. You obviously heard about Brady going to the locker room post-game, yeah. talking to Mahomes. 
that just gives you a heart on that sort of stuff. Giving him some love. Exactly. And Brady is the kind of dick who would also rub it in a little, you know, you give him something in the ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice yeah. try, Chief. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just, uh, hey. just, just, just remind you, boys, uh, did you see his Insta? Who's that? With Gronk, Brady. No. It's just him. And he's nodding his head. Yeah. Like, I told you. What did I tell you? He doesn't even say anything. I think he just <laughs> goes to Gronk and he's just going, nodding his head. And he plays this, like, black rap song and it's just like the Patriots hearts. <laughs> but it's awesome. Like even Brady, the forty-one-year-old, a uh, uh, white as, as a shit guy, can pull that sort of stuff One up. One of the whitest men um, in the world. But you know, it, it was an incredible game. Obviously, heading into overtime, and then as soon as wait, we need to talk about the last minute of the fourth quarter because yeah. the pay, the Chiefs went downfield. I think it was in like, I think it was like half half a minute or something. They went down and field really quickly. Yep. To make it thirty-one apiece. And, you know, you're a little bit worried about the Pats, but as soon as that overtime decision was made, the one-sided coin. Oh, yeah, one-sided coin, call heads. Hey, hey, yeah, call heads. Hey, yeah, because Bill Belichick gave that coin. You saw a bit of meddling pregame. No, he used the force. Yeah, absolutely. And even his kit was was, was, was Sith Lord. Sith, yeah, he had the hoodie. He had the, yeah, he had the whole thing. A bit like in Phantom Menace where Qui-Gon Jinn moves the die. Yeah. Let me take the boy. Yeah, boy. This um, is exactly the same deal. Exactly, and as soon as the Patriots got the ball back, it was that conventional, another 80-play drive, 80-yard drive, sorry, 80-play drive. That's a long drive. Um, 80 plays. And, you know, a lot. mixed up with those plays, and then three third downs in a row from Tom Brady, two to Edelman and one to Gronk. Just vintage. And, and you know, you, you want to... It's just like, God You want to hate it. Because I do. Oh, you do. And I don't want to see the Patriots win again, but there is something about witnessing history mm. before you mm-hmm. and being able to say, well, I grew up in the Tom Brady era. I saw yeah. this guy absolutely dominate with like three, basically three different incarnations of the New England Patriots team. I think mm. it was like, what, like 01 to 09 mm-hmm. uh, or 07 or whatever. 01 to 07 and then kind of that 2011 period. Yeah, Wes Welker. 2011 to era. 2014. Yep. Uh, yeah, the 2011, that was more so, uh, who was back then? Like that was, that was kind of Randy Moss on the back end. Yep. Uh, you know, Dion Branch. Uh, all those great, uh, you know, the uh, yeah, the running I love the running backs. Uh, Stephen Cor- Ridley. Corey Dillon. Oh, yep. Stephen Ridley. Yeah, What yeah, are yeah. the great, uh, what are they called? The things, the visors that look through. Chrome visor. Chrome visor. One of the great chrome visors, Stephen Ridley. <laughs> and and then obviously now. You know, Shane 20- Vereen. Shane Vereen. Okay. Danny Woodhead. Oh, Danny. Oh. Old Danny Woodhead. Aaron Hernandez. Yep. One of the greats. And, mm. you know. And now they had this, obviously, this period, I don't know what it's like, 2014, 2018, I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, let's call, let's call four out of five, let's call it, but that's what this area is. It, it, it was so similar to that game against the Falcons when they went downfield and scored an OT. It was just they, the Chiefs had no answer. There was nothing they could do. Yeah. And Brady, he's done this a thousand times before, and he's going to Atlanta. And to be honest with you, I do think that the Patriots deserve to win this game. The Chiefs' oh. comeback was furious. It was great in the second half, and they scored 31 points, but... I think the Patriots, the way they came out and the way they executed their game plan, they deserve to be playing. Mate, like any good football fan, I wanted the Kansas City, uh, Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. But yep. when you look at the box score, when you watch the game, it was the Patriots from start to finish. I mean, mm-hmm. they outgained them by like 200 yards yep. on the day. Uh, yep. They deserve to win the game. And had the ball for double. Probably yeah. More, probably more than that time. But they, yeah, they absolutely deserve it. Credit, credit to the Kansas City Chiefs for yeah. taking it to OT. And mm-hmm. I mean, look, there's a lot of talk at the moment out in the Twitter sphere. About overtime and, you know, in this offensive revamped era, should we be allowing both teams to have the ball no matter what? So if the Patriots score a Mm -hmm. touchdown, then the Chiefs have to then score a touchdown or they lose. 
I like I, so I personally so like that overtime rule. I think it's unfair to decide sixty minutes of football, especially in a playoff setting, with letting a team like the Patriots and Tom Brady just yeah. march down the field. I know you have to you should have a good defense, you should be able to rely on your defense, but this was the exactly the though. exact type of game where you could say the Chiefs deserve to be able to get, at least have a chance to get the ball back. And you know if they did get the ball back, they'd probably score. They'd probably score. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I, before even this season, I felt that the rule was good. That uh, You know what? You score a touchdown, you deserve to win because the other team had a chance to stop you. They couldn't. Let's just mm. end this puppy. Whatever. But just with the way that the rules have changed over the mm. last few years and how skewed it is the offense, it's just like, you're expected to score a touchdown yeah. on every play. There is so no defense. You, exactly. Unless it's you're like Chicago. A, a coin flip is deciding the game. Because yeah. until I see one team elect to receive in overtime. Absolutely. Uh, sorry, elect to yeah. kick in overtime. Yeah. Uh, you know, Unless it's, you're it's Chicago ridiculous. or Jacksonville. I, yeah. just, I just can't I'm see I'm going to score with my, <laughs> yeah, my defense. I've got a better shot. <laughs> yeah. Matt Nagy throwing his defense out here. So, I'm not trusting Trubisky. I've heard some people bitching about, like, oh, well, the players, you know, we don't want them to play too long. But it's, like, it's the what? playoffs. Yeah, there's like you risk injury by staying on the field. Coward was talking about it. He's like, the clashing rule- helmets every play yeah. with concussion. Exactly. You're like, ask any Kansas City Chief <laughs> player fan. Run over the middle member. of the field, you'd be killed. That would have been fine with playing yeah. like <laughs> 10 minutes more or whatever <laughs> it was. I would have played at 3 a.m. You played 18 weeks of football to get to this point, and you lose. Your season's over because of a goddamn coin toss. Exactly. And again, you know, hey, I think it should have, should have, would have, could have stopped should've them on would've. defense. But I, I not just, this Chiefs team. It, exactly. It just seems a little silly. Yeah. That that's what it comes down yeah, to. Because I tell you what, yeah. if the Chiefs won the coin toss, they oh, would have won the game too. Game. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. This Patriots defense isn't good enough. Well, they were tied. They were tied by the end of the game. Yeah. I well. don't think any of these defenses were were that elite at the final four. And Devin McCourty, the Patriots cornerback, said in the post game, as soon as we won the as soon as we won the coin test, I was getting comfy. <laughs> He's so like taking just, his pads off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he was getting ready, he was getting on the bus. It's, it's just not fair. And I think that, you know, yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen the Chiefs get the ball back. It is it is a sad ending for the season. But I I was saying to someone this morning, as they were listening very intently, I, I think can this kind of loss is so good for Patrick Mahomes' story. Because, yes, he's had the 50 touchdowns and the 5,000 yards, and that's great. But I think going through this kind of adversity early is so good for his career. I think if he just went to the Super Bowl in his first kind of season as a career starter, I think, God, how good is this? this is MVP, Super Bowl. It's <laughs> like, this is, this is how it's always going to be. But I think kind of going through that and having that setback, I think will just make this Chiefs team better. And obviously, they've got a lot of defensive pieces to add over the offseason. I think their offense is elite. And they're going to keep Andy Reid there for a while. But yeah, definitely. I think this, I think this Chiefs team, as you said at the start, is going to be around for a long time. Yep. And, you know, seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl again, there's something great about it. This gives you a hard on seeing Tom Brady in the big dance against this LA Rams team. It's going to be pure sex. And yeah. I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited. Pure sex. Pure sex. I'm serious. It's just That's everything great. everything about it. So it was a classic game. I'm probably going to watch it five more times. And, you know, credit to both teams. It was great. Yeah. Both teams put up a good performance. Uh, I mean, let's not forget the game MVP, Tony Romo. Thank God you mentioned it. The wizard. That's uh, the best call of the whole, the whole, the whole podcast. The, the, the whole season. The prophet. The oracle that is Tony Romo. Calling plays before they happen. I've never had a sporting experience <laughs> with a commentator like Tony Romo. No. And I'm going to say I was pretty late onto the bandwagon. Because last year when he first started, I, I didn't love him. Well, I, what was it like? He's just come I, from Dallas. He, exactly. I still, I, th- I feel like I still had uh, a bit of the Stephen A. Res- hatred. residual Dallas hate. 
Yeah. Like, oh, this guy's a bit of a douche. You play for Jerry Jones. I hate the Cowboys. Blah, blah, blah. He's too excited. Whoa, what's this play? Yeah, Whoa, yeah, yeah, right yeah. here. Yeah, what? Yeah. You know what he would like? I don't know. I remember that catch where Edelman was sort of like, oh, no, maybe it was, no, was Amendola. No, it was Wes Welker. Was rolling it. No, but this is Tony Romo. Oh, Tony Romo. It. And he just wasn't saying anything. I was like, ah, this guy's yeah. a douche. This year, I mean, he turned a corner. I felt like he was amazing. This game. If you watched it, you were treated to an oracle who was absolutely yeah. calling the plays on the field before they happened, right? Oh, it was an absolute treat. We've gone, we've gone through the highlights consistently, but <clears throat> literally calling plays before they happened. <laughs> was, it was just, it was just, it was just, just script. It what's was this, almost what, like, what's this right here? What, what, what's this? What's this go around okay, here? Okay, he's 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 killed it. He's killed it. Yeah. That means they're, they're running left. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's going to be a hitch route here. It's going to be a hitch. Watch Gronk on the left side. The safety's going to bite and he's going to hit up Edelman in the middle of the field. <laughs> That's exactly what it happens. And he hits him. Exactly. And then there's second and goal, and they're about to punch it in. They're going to win it over time. they got to go run here. they got to go run here, to, uh, Jim. they got to go run. They can't go past. I've seen it before. <laughs> oh, they're killing it. Usually means a motion and a run out wide to the right. Here's the handoff. And to the end zone. And every single time he nailed it, and it was just so incredible to sit there and watch it unfold. I've never seen anything like it in any commentary across any sport. I mean, this guy's been getting contract offers. I'm not sure if it's as a defensive coordinator or a middle linebacker. Like this guy's like absolutely breaking down the offense that he's facing. It's like God. But it, no, legitimately, I was looking on uh, BleacherReport.com. Not sure what their source was, but apparently teams are making offers for Tony Romo as offensive coordinator. No, as a player. Wow. As a quarterback. They're, they're taking the piss. Oh, no, it might be the Cowboys. Maybe they're over the Americans aren't stupid. They're going to offer Tony Romo a contract. He'd be making more money than Aaron Rodgers at CBS. Why would you that. leave a cushy studio being the god that you are? I don't think CBS. To go and shit the bed in football. No, CBS would have him back. But it, CBS, have him back? They'd be sucking his dick. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, if he went and played for a year, I feel like CBS would be like, you welcome back. Unless he yeah, absolutely. No, he wouldn't do that. I don't he would think not he would tarnish either. his career. He's already tarnished his career enough in Dallas. If, if I'm him, I'm sitting there saying, CBS, what do you want? I'm going to go to NBC. No, honestly, mean, what's your price? What, what situation would you go to? Denver, maybe. Uh, Case Cam's got that job locked up for five years. Yeah, but I mean, like, what, what, what team would you even want to go to? Jacksonville. Exactly. <laughs> Terrible option. Doug Marone. Move Didn't they extend him? Uh, they did. We'll talk about that in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jags we'll... matter. <laughs> um, but anyway. A great, a great game. Tony Romo, huge props. We, I, I just, I absolutely adore him. I don't think there's ever been a player that's played and then converted to commentary and been more popular in the radio booth. I'd like to know the last person with that kind of success. Maybe Collinsworth. Maybe Chris Collinsworth. Oh. I don't know. Here's a guy who played uh, for the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, much more popular because he can call a couple of plays. Wow. I mean, wow. That is sick. <laughs> I, I do. I'm I do still not going for the Pats in the Super Bowl, but I'm, you know, I'm not angry you that they're there that. like other people. You like, can't say that. It's hard to support them, man. You know, I just went up against them last year. I've still got residual hate from our no, Super I'm Bowl saying, victory. No, you can't say you're going to go for the Patriots. No, I said I'm, I'm not going for the yeah, Patriots. As much as I'm like happy yeah, yeah, yeah. that they made it, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. go for the Pats. But I wouldn't be devastated if Brady won his six. It's like it's. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. lose sleep if Brady won six. No, 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 no. But it, you know, it's like going for the Hawks. Yeah, it is, but we don't know any Patriots Nuffy, so it helps. That, do, that we does help. Patriots Nuffy, like a like a Bakes that didn't really go for them. Yeah, I think we're getting too specific with yeah. that friend. But if we yeah. knew someone we who went for yeah, them, it'd yeah. be easier to hate. Yeah, them. it'd be tough. But uh, let's move on, mate. Let's move on. Um, uh, there were a couple of dodgy ref calls in the AFC game, <sighs> but they were nothing compared to what happened in the NFC Championship game. 
The Chiefs' loss hurts, but the Saints' loss, mate, absolutely shattering. Uh, they got off to a hot start, these New Orleans Saints, hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, maybe the best best start they could have gotten off to, the Saints. Mm-hmm. They uh, were marching down the field. They were stopping the, the Rams' offense at every corner. It was like a flip of the script from last week in the Superdome. Mm-hmm. Saints are up 13 to zip. Uh, I think two possessions, no first downs for the Rams early on. And I was starting to think this is going to be a blowout as yep. I'm watching it. And I'm assuming that the blown ref calls might have, might have happened early in the game. That's why people cared about Absolutely. Them. And I, I, I turned this game on. It was 13 zip. And I'm seeing Goff looking around at the fans in the Superdome. I think and this is uh, exactly how stadium. I expected this game to play out. The Saints to get a hot early on offense. Drew Brees doing what he does. Stepping like up to the mark, Drew Brees. Jared exactly. Goff, the moment's too big for him. Yeah. You know, we, we've seen this script before, right? Exactly. And I thought that's exactly how it was going to play out. Then I watched a little bit more in the Rams. They somehow get it. They get a field goal. They muster it. They, they get it down the field. Goff starts making those kind of play action passes over the top to, you know, I love I love their tight ends. Tyler Higby, uh, Gerald Everett. They're not big uh, quality tight ends, but they, they do the job when they need to, when mm. everyone else is covered in that Rams. Quality 82 core. on Madden, I imagine. Exactly. He'd be around the 82 mark, the Benjamin Watson. And it was just ben great Watson to myself. see. Huh? I was thinking Ben Watson. Yeah. Myself. I don't know why. He, oh, Jeremy we'll, we'll get to his stats later. <laughs> but I think that, um, yeah, absolutely. As you said, and then the Rams, I think they kind of clawed their way back to uh, make it 13-10 at the half. Yeah. And wh- I think that was... That just was pretty much huge for them because the Saints could have easily run away with it in that second quarter. Absolutely. Eerily similar to last week, mate, but again, a flip of the script. <sighs> Philly chat. No, the fake punt by the Rams. Oh, Johnny Hecker. Big Johnny Hecker. Absolutely swung the momentum of this game early on. He could make it rain in the Superdome. He, he really could. He's got a good arm on him, mate. Yeah. He really let it sling. But oh, Johnny Hecker. One yeah. for one twelfth. Yeah, well, that's yeah. impressive, isn't it? But it was huge. It was it was a fantastic play, and it was exactly the play which has defined the Rams this season with Sean McVay. You knew both of these coaches weren't going to be shy on the offensive side. Yeah. And, you know, you know, McVay recognizing that Goff wasn't exactly getting it done in the first half and understanding that his young QB was, was handling, you know, probably one of the hardest places to play in pro football in New Orleans. Yeah. And I think that really got them back on track. And as I said, going 13, 10 and a half time. And then that second half, obviously – you know, I didn't really see much of the third quarter. Did, was it was it kind of even throughout the, the third quarter for you? No, yeah, it definitely felt like it. Um, and de- I mean, there were much more in the game, the old yeah. Los Angeles Rams. Uh, in the first half, uh, with only 53 seconds to go, Jared Goff had completed, what, like 10 of 16 for 60 yards or so. So I was yeah, like, Jeff Fisher numbers. Exactly. It was like mm. uh, going in a time machine back yeah. to 2016. But uh, as you said a little bit earlier, the play action was really doing a bit. And mm. plus, Jared Goff was like swinging out to his left. He was swinging out to his right, hitting these players, Everett, Brooks, making things happen. And uh, he really looked like a number one pick in the draft, mm. if I'm being perfectly honest. He, he just absolutely was the Jared Goff that we'd seen maybe more towards the first half of the season when we were, <clears throat> you know, kind of playing around with him in the MVP discussion. Yep. Until he dropped off. It really was uh, Jared Goff's game. What did you see? I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of discussion about Todd Gurley and his health uh, heading into Super Bowl week with a two-week break. That helps, obviously. I saw him on the bike late in the fourth. Yeah. Was he a factor in the first half? No, not at all. He had a touchdown, but that was about it. Was it was a one-yarder, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, he just yeah, ran it through like a ball. In. and uh, It might have been a little bit more than one yard. I can't quite remember. But um, he had a couple of critical drops. Uh, one, which was on a third down, just absolute stinker. Yeah. And 
uh, there's been talk about his health, but I think he was genuinely benched for CJ Anderson. Right. That was the situation. Uh, Todd Gurley, at the end of the game, he only had five touches. Mm. He, he said, yeah, so I didn't have my best game, man, which isn't, oh, I, my hammy was playing up or anything, and I had to get on the bike, which is a classic, like, you know, if you're at the gym, you go on the bike just to cool down. because Exactly. Post-run or post-post-workout. post, post, post workout. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, you get tight hamstring. What's the morning show? It, it couldn't have been tighter, only five yeah. touches on the day for the, for the big fella. But, um, yeah. Not, okay, not so, C, so CJ was a bigger factor, obviously. He only had 16 carries for 44 yards. He was a bigger factor, but neither running game really got off the ground in this Well, I see that. So obviously, Mark Ingram and Kamara, those two guys that they lean on so much, the Saints in the rushing game, 46 yards combined. Yeah, Kamara was much bigger in the passing game, and as he usually is. I mean, I think he, he had close to 100 um, through the air. But yeah, the, the ground game was just getting punished by Aaron Donald and Ndamukong and Sue. Absolutely. Who has been having an exceptional playoffs. Big mm. Sue. I'm not sure what's going to happen next year. He's obviously a pending free agent. Uh, the Rams can't afford him. Yeah. But he has earned whatever contract's coming his way uh, for the next four years. Probably with the Lions, I bet. He's going to go back. He will go back to Detroit 60 mil. with Patricia and, and Lot. He said, do you want to go 6-10? and 10? You know, we'll give you a max contract for that. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see. I what I what On that running game side for the Saints, I think that was the biggest takeaway. This Rams defense. You know, all this talk about this Rams D. I, almost, I didn't put in the same categories the Chiefs defense but in terms of just being able to stop any particular offense I always felt like the Rams their defense was kind of their Achilles heel yes they're a high offensive team but I but felt with the players they had in that nucleus um the linebacker core the secondary and then Donald and Sue and, and Brockner yeah you think this team Brockers. is going to be an elite is that Brockness Brockers Brockers you think this team would be an elite defense and they played like it yesterday I mean, they contained the Saints' rushing game. They kept the Rams in it when their offense was, wasn't anemic, but it wasn't quite up to standard. And then, like you said, Aaron Donald making plays towards the end. Sue's an absolute beast. I cannot wait to see Sue rip Brady's head off. Well, they're going to the try. Because they're going to let him go. They're like going to try. Rotten, Rottweiler. I mean, I've got for meat. <laughs> Sick call. I've got a, <laughs> but I've a got Rottweiler a let's, for a live piece of meat. Let's not talk about That's the difference do. in this game. Uh, obviously, these two teams played. Uh, earlier in the season, no Aqib Tlaib. Aqib Tlaib was there today, and he was all over the field, making big plays. He's a veteran who's been there before. And let's talk about Michael Thomas. I mean, he only had 36 yards on the day after having 1,000 against the Eagles. Yeah. I the mean, guy who always gets open. You preach to the choir. Yeah, Michael Thomas, they completely shut him down. Yep. And I, Usually, when you shut down Michael Thomas, uh, Drew Brees is finding every other man on the field. But it felt like, apart from Ted Ginn, uh, he couldn't really get he anything really happening. should be on the Panthers getting balls from Cam Newton. But Michael Thomas, I looked at the, I was at the tram stop last night. I looked at the stats, and I said, as soon as you look at Michael Thomas's stats, you get an idea of how the Saints went. <laughs> That's a great it's call. Pretty much 15 catches, 130 yards, Saints win. Four catches, 36 yards, Saints lose. Yep. No running game. Drew Brees is throwing at guys like like a Ted Ginn or a Josh Hill. Guys that just you cannot rely on for offense, and then putting Kamara in the receiving game, so he's taking hits from that defense and not you know taking away from his rushing yards. Yeah. But it was incredible. A keep to leave. LaMarcus Joyner, I think it's John Johnson. John Johnson. John Johnson, number 22, all kind of contributing to to slow this Saints offense down. And it was an incredible performance from this defense, the best game they've played for the year for me. And I think in that fourth quarter, the, the, yeah, Ram, the golf got his confidence. He, contained, he kind of nullified the issue with the crowd. Yeah. And the, the Rams just kind of chipped away. So I think that 13-10 halftime, we're down by three kind of situation was just huge for this team. I think any more kind of would have been out of hand, but maybe, maybe McVay on the, on just, the road again, yeah. one of the toughest stadiums to play in. Absolutely. But I mean, that's a credit to McVeigh. 
I mean, he's 33 years old. He's the youngest uh, coach going into a Super Bowl ever, mm. which is so impressive. He's, what, what is he, eight years younger than Tom Brady? It's absurd. He's the head coach. So he's, he's getting these guys. He, he's, he's almost he's younger he's, than how much some older of the is players than on the Rams. He's like nine years older. Eight. Yeah. Insane. Some of the Rams players would be older than him on the team. Yeah, absolutely. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. It's I, I don't know which ones, but yeah. you know, if they were, if they had Terrence Newman on the team, I'm sure you he would be older. You've got to watch his documentary where he's E60, a day in the life of. Oh, really? He's just like, Intense, gets, he gets up at five and he's got like algorithms and shit on the whiteboard at the Rams team meeting. He goes home to this like supermodel wife in this mansion. I'm like, this is this. Jeez, hmm, he's doing all right. I got to get, I got to start calling some players on offense. <laughs> I, I got to get out of Madden. I think you just got to rub shoulders with him and then I the Bengals will give you a contract, man. Absolutely. Hugh Jackson can do it, but... Let's talk about the final two minutes of the game. Oh, yes. After yes. your points. No, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let, let's talk about the final two minutes. Let, yeah. Let's go right into it. And yeah. uh, obviously, Rams go down the field. They're on the one-yard line. Don't convert on third down. I, I think typical McVay fashion would say, to, instead of tying the game, mm-hmm. we're going to punch it in mm-hmm. and go to the Super Bowl. Interestingly, went for the kick. Yeah. Now, how did you feel about that play call? I liked it. Okay. I really did. I think Troy Aikman was kind of saying, we're so used to seeing McVay with this play call, but I think, considering how good the Saints are on offense, I think you just need to put the pressure on them on the scoreboard to equalize. I think if they if they went for that, they didn't get it. I think the Saints just marched down the field. Do you get the f- they yeah. probably kick a field goal and make it a six-point game, forcing the Rams to score a touchdown. So I think for me, that was it was an unusual decision for McVay, but at the same time, I think it was a necessary decision because I don't know how much time they had left on the clock when they did kick that field goal. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was maybe oh, a no. It was it was kind of like four minutes because of the Saints. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was about it was almost like four thirty four minutes. So I thought there's enough time for the Rams to possibly get the ball back after the Saints. Yep. So I thought it was the right call at the time. Uh, I agree with you there. I think you can kind of get ego in the way, and you know this big offensive play call. And he's well, going you for could, it. And you can make it. You can you can make a case, but look, you've you've been on the one yard line. You couldn't make it, and you know. Yeah. It's just the thing is, if you get the turnover, you've got the Saints on the one yard line. True, they're not going to be able to do much. So that's the that's the case for the other way. But I mean, look, hey, it worked out for him long term. Yeah. Let's talk about the uh, the play that I love that we haven't really brought up to this point in the in the recap because it feels like it's been the headliner for everyone's show, and it's nice to talk about the game for what it was. Until this terrible play call, Drew Brees marching down the field with his team. Going for the, the win. Ted Ginn throw. Let's just talk oh, about that first. Yeah, that's a great to, call. To set him up. Because, you know, I think, I don't know if it was second or a third down, but kind of Breeze just drops back and he kind of looks up. He just launches this bomb. Mm. It's a high ball. And there's the Rams and he hasn't guy. been able to sling it. No. Recently. It feels like, like. he used to. Absolutely. Absolutely no. right. And, he, and LaMarcus Joyner's kind of, as Aikman called it, he's in the perfect spot for it. And Joyner kind of leans back. Getting ready for a chess mark instead of just putting his hands out, even yeah, just even just Nick Rewell. even just knocking the ball down, and Tom and Ginn just goes up there and grabs it, and it was just an incredible play to watch. Thinking, how does it how did yeah. this happen? And now the Saints are at like the twenty yard line. I think there's a minute fifty seven left, mm-hmm. just after the two minute. Or that was the two minute warning. Anything, this is over. They're, they're up. It's twenty apiece. They're going to burn the Rams' timeouts. They're going to win the game. Yep. First play of that next series, they throw the ball. Breeze drops back. He throws it to Michael Thomas. Hits the ground. And the commentators are going berserk because you run the football first down. It seems like you, an obvious you, play. You make in them retrospect. use the timeout, you, regardless of what you're doing. You try getting a, six, a second and seven, a second and six. Burn the timeout. Put the pressure on the Rams. Yep. And I think it was the second play of the drive that had another incompletion. 
I think, and then the third player was. I think was it was a player. run, and then it was a timeout yeah. by the Rams, and then yeah. they decide to throw it again. Yeah. And what happens is, uh, old mate Tommy Lee Lewis, I think it was on a wheel route. No country get, for old men. Gets out the side, uh, men in black, uh, and Nickel Roby Coleman. Great names of these two players, by the yeah. way, for for, for a historic <laughs> play. Oh, Nickel Roby Coleman. NRC sounds like a rap band or something. It does. Yeah. Run, run NRC. Yeah. Gets out there, notices <laughs> that it, it, clearly uh, Tommy Lee Lewis at TWL. Is well, gonna, he, he's going to make the catch and run in. So what does he do? He's your go-to in the Saints red zone. In his mind, he's like, well, I may as well draw the pass interference. So he flagrantly. I may as well kill I, him. When I say flagrantly, I mean literally <laughs> spear tackles this dude to the ground with his helmet. It's, the ball's like, it's, it hasn't <laughs> arrived yet, but it is certainly a catchable it ball. It is literally, if he does not break stride, it, it, was is, like, it, it falls in his mitts. It was like a Barry Hall hit. <laughs> it absolutely cleans him up. Two refs looking at it. Fourth down. Luke Shaw, baby, quite legitimately had a heart attack on the sideline. He, he absolutely. The eyes lit up. The beside himself. Chewed. Throwing the board, going berserk. I fell off the bed. He was running out of Microsoft services to break over his <laughs> knee. Absolutely. And the umpires are going, the ref's going, what down is it? Fifth. <laughs> no, that would be fourth down. <laughs> oh, I bet you call a fair game. But <laughs> I, I could not believe I threw Wet my willy. Yeah. It was like I got it's like I was going for the Saints. I threw my arms, I was what the hell was that? And he had to literally stop and process what just happened. The ball's midair. Coleman's literally gone for his neck. Taking him out cold. Yes. The ball's not even close to getting there, actually. Yeah. And you just sit there waiting. Absolutely. You're waiting happened. for the flag, like everyone in New Orleans at that point, I imagine. I mean, here's the thing. It was also... celebrating. There were two fouls. It was a helmet-to-helmet. Yeah. Or leading with the head. Mm. And a clear pass interference. Evidently, uh, was not called. Nickel Roby Coleman, the man who made the tackle, the flagrant foul, after the game, totally admitted to it, by the way. He said, oh, yeah, I was going to draw the pass interference. Because I knew he was going to catch it and run it in. Yeah, he admitted that, but you know, I still think he could. The have chips cut it fell off. where they may. I still think he could have cut it off. He, well, he, maybe, but he just made that decision, and that, you know, that's yeah. How but it. he cut the field pretty harshly. But I think that, as I said to you this morning, if I was showing someone NFL for the first time ever, they've never seen a single thing. Yeah, and I'm saying I'm teaching the rule of pass interference. That's the tape. I'm telling them, essentially, what happens is the the, the defensive player has never made contact, eye contact with the ball. Yep. Literally, it's purely focused on the receiver mm-hmm. and almost like a, a hit of brute force, which is just completely takes them out of the play. And the ball, and the ball has to be within a catch radius. Yep. So there's four key things there that literally happen to perfection in that play. Two refs looking at it. Two refs right there, and they don't call it. Uh, in mean, an NFC Championship with two minutes to go. And it was, I don't, it no, was the worst non-call of all time. There's no no, no game has ever come down to one call. Like, you know, it's a 60-minute oh. game, right? This is what yeah, I'm trying to say. That, and this. there are opportunities to, to win. And I'm usually one, and I feel you're the same, who's, yeah. especially in the playoffs, it's like, let the boys play. Yeah. Let's not pull out the flags for everything. Let's, you know, it can be a little bit more aggressive. This was just fucked. It was, it, it was inexplicable. Honestly. And, and it was almost like a film. I would be absolutely like hot time machine when the squirrel goes on the field. Yeah, <laughs> almost like what the? It was just. <laughs> and if I was a Saints fan, I I don't know what I would have done. Honestly, I'd uh, I'd almost uh, I'm probably I would, wouldn't watch the sport be, next year. I'd still be standing there with my hands waiting for the call. Because this poor franchise went through the Minneapolis miracle last mm. year. Let's not forget yeah, exactly. in the playoffs. Stephon Diggs makes that unbelievable catch. 
There's a missed tackle. He scores a touchdown. Hey, lost Saints Cannon, that's the most punishing. <laughs> that does hurt <laughs> on the resume. <laughs> this one, yeah, possibly worse. So the game. Oh, far. This is far worse. The game's not over at this point, though. The Saints kicked a field goal. It is. You, you felt like the entire, all of the oxygen was taken. A out lot of the energy done. was gone. That's true. You felt like Sean Payton had this look. Like are you, he still couldn't get over. It. He's in overtime thinking about the call. Probably he wasn't even playing call plays. Because okay, Sean so, called the play. I mean, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> you stop arguing with the up. It's like that, uh, like in a movie when it's just like really zoomed in on him and everything's yeah. kind of blurred and there's no sound and there's, oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> he shakes his head. Oh. Play action. Um, <laughs> Throw it to Pierre Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Where's Reggie Bush? Where do you, where do you get Reggie? <laughs> Give him the rock. <laughs> oh man, that poor guy. Yeah. So anyway, look, <laughs> if they if they get a pass interference call, it's first and oh, it's first, oh, in, first in goal is first in goal. But doesn't it matter? They, they would have scored the clock to work with. They could have kicked a field goal and burnt the Saints' timeouts. Anyway, what, end, what, what need to score a touchdown? What ends up happening? I think the uh, Saints kick the field goal. Rams get the ball back with a minute. Uh, what like. 40? Oh, minute, minute, minute 40, yeah. yeah. Goff just goes down like he's Tom Brady in bang, 2001. Bang, bang, bang. They get down. Uh, it's a 48-yard kick for Greg the Leg Zerline. Legatron. Legatron, as he was affectionately known. And I think for the past few years, the Rams have had the best kicking situation in the league. Johnny Hecker, extremely good punter. Greg the Leg, most underrated kicker. They didn't have Janikowski. No, uh, Johnny Hecker. Janikowski. <laughs> oh, very good. See, Bass? Yeah, got me. Absolutely Real. I mean, it'll stop. Oh, uh, bang. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> Elaborate. Uh, Mitchell Johnson. Uh, yeah, very good. Absolutely drills a 48-yarder, which we have learned recently is not easy to do. Uh, please see. Hey, come on. Cody Parkey, he 45. Now. He's at Soldier yeah. Field. Still. Give him a little credit. Man drills it. Yeah. We're in Zero overtime. That was, that was pure clutch. And I, I think looking at that field goal, the 48-yarder, Peyton with the timeout, obviously, I thought... Iced him, yeah. Didn't yeah. matter. Doesn't matter for Greg DeLeg. Exactly. Greg DeLeg, he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. Absolutely. The funny thing is, you saw that Robert Woods play before the field goal. Robert Woods caught it in the middle of the field. No yeah, coverage nice. towards the end zone. If he didn't stack on that play, it could have been a Rams TD game's over. But Greg DeLeg said, not today. Doesn't uh, look, matter. I'm I'll, gonna, I'll, take I'll, the, I'll, I'll carry the I'll carry lads OT. I'll spank it through. I'll spank it through. Don't give worry us, about give it. us another one. You know, uh, OT, I'm feeling good. Let's go for it. Give another one. Yeah, so anyway, uh, we go to o- OT. Mm. The, the, the Saints... The fans are thinking, thank God. We've got the ball. We have the We've ball. Got Drew Brees. I mean, this is what this Brady, is how it's Brady done. Brady does it all the time. Why can't we do it? We, I love seeing Brees do this. I mean, yeah. he's a legend. He's got yeah. all the records that Brady doesn't have. I mean, this guy's yeah. a machine. Starts going down the field. Boom, boom. Pop. Uh, pick. Yep. Unbelievable hey. pick. And I mean. Similar to Golden Tate in Philly with the game-winning touchdown, Dante Fowler. Yeah. He said, I saw Golden. saw what he did. People give him shit about the trade. Didn't work. Yeah. People give me shit Hold the beer. about my trade. Hold the beer, boys. Dante Fowler stepping up. Breeze in the face. Get us the ball back. I mean, John Johnson, unbelievable pick. Ah. Just laying on his back. But Michael Thomas, you've got to turn around. Yeah. He's watching John Johnson like he's at a, a you know, front seat like for LeBron a, James of the Lakers. You've got to turn around and, and deflect that ball. 100%. That's something that's not done by offensive players that often. Yeah, and all. that's a small play. You need Little spoil. things like that, which people don't talk about. But that was also a huge play as well. well the couch, AFL, bang. Yeah. Where's the spoil? The golden fist. Golden fist. Just bang. knock it down. Bang. <laughs> but he didn't do it. He didn't do it. And maybe that was the AFL roots coming out of me. But uh, I just saw that. I saw that play. I was like, what, what's going on? Like that, that was the game. 
And then Goff had to go like 20 yards to make I think to they give Zerline a, a, a chance. Well, well, a and here was another risky decision because 57 yards is a big effing kick, right? Not for Lego. But not for Lego. Not for Lego, John. <laughs> Dude, he cleared it with like an extra 10 yards. He could have taken it from 70. And you watch the kick at the start. It was like, this is going right. This is gone. That's the thing. It was a bit of a muffed, like a, uh, uh, hike. Yeah. But Johnny Hecker, he kind of corrected it, gets it in place. Greg the leg. Bang. So no worries, bees. And he just a little <laughs> curveball, like a, like a like Tiger Woods drive on the 18th at the Masters, just curves it back into the fairway. So no worries, lads. I didn't see the angle, it. but I just imagine that Greg kicked that and knew immediately. He probably turned oh, around. Kicked. He did the no yeah. look. And he said, boys, yeah. pack your bags. Kick the shit out of it. We're going to Atlanta. Yeah. And then it went through. Kicks shit out of it, and that's, what, that's what's good. That's what was, that's what was good about the kick because you, you know, didn't really think about it, and he just he just spanked it. Greg, Cody Parkey, Greg the tripod, Cody leg. Parkey, winner of you know in the top three for Virgin of the Year award with his performance. Thinking about it too much, and Greg the leg just saying top Justin Tucker who, exactly Justin Tucker who, what's he done? Justin fucker, just kick yeah, exactly Justin fucker, <laughs> just did a forty eight and a fifty seven. Cheers, boys, <laughs> and I put us into the Super Bowl, into the big day, and that's what you want from your kicker. Absolutely. If I'm, you've got that guy on your side, I'm you thinking, are, we're going to win this game. People are going to buy his shirts. Jared, Surely. Just, Jared, that, get it to the fucking 40-yard line, <laughs> and we'll win. <laughs> get it to the 50. Oh, the 70. I don't care. They're in another dome next week. It won't matter. They're kicking field goals from the 10. It's, I think McVay will be sitting there putting photos of Brady around Sue's house and just doing everything he can. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like taking him to a, the guy in Longest Yard, I play. Shock therapy. I play. Yeah. <laughs> Think Papa John's a safety. <laughs> I play. I play. Yeah. That's what they need. That's unbelievable. That's well, right now, dude, we need to talk to a true blue Rams Los Nuffy. Angeles Rams Nuff. He's the fun bags. And he's on the line. How are you feeling after the win, fun bags? It was unbelievable, Zach. Still sort of in a high euphoria. Um, my man, Zerkules, mailing that city. <laughs> I just thought of it the other day. Take the leg, young DZ or Zercules, uh, with the 57 yard, and I still can picture it going through and just uh, uncontrollably sort of breaking down after years of years of sorrow. And we finally made a Super Bowl, lads. How about that, mate? I, uh, it's unbelievable. I feel like you could have hit that from 70 yards. Uh, old Legatron, absolutely uh, bringing it home for those Los Angeles Rams. How do you feel going against the dynasty, uh, the Patriots? This is what they do. They think that, they make you think that they're absolutely out for the count, and then they make the Super Bowl four out of five years, and they eliminate teams that are looking hot. I mean, you're the young bucks now. How do you see taking on this Patriots team? Yeah, I was watching a movie the other day, and it's a reference sort of pops in my head. When I realised we we're playing a pap, you guys seen crazy, crazy, stupid love. I'm sure both. Have oh yeah, yeah. yeah seen a couple of times. Uh, probably do the whole script to be honest. But yeah, Jared Goff did a bit of Ryan Gosling look. Oh like, yes. So I'm thinking, Jared Goff, you're Ryan Gosling, the young hot buck. You know when they go to the bar. Yep. And you got Steve Carell, who's Tom Brady, he's struggling, and he's <laughs> yeah, definite similarities. Kicking up the birds, getting it done. That's the Rams. We're gonna come in here. We're gonna dominate. <laughs> Um, Brady, he's running out of gas. He wasn't great again on the weekend. I'm pretty confident our pass rush will get to him. I'm, I'm predicting 150 yards, two interceptions, Rams win. Yeah, well, uh, seven. yeah, well, Pete, we were t- talking about 
this Rams team, and I think the Chiefs just couldn't get any kind of you know, defensive pressure on Brady. The Chiefs had no sacks yeah. against the Pats. Yeah. And I'm thinking with this Rams defense now kind of playing at the level that we expect them to play, that if they can get some solid hits on Brady in that first half with Sue and Donald and you know, kind of get them a bit jittery, I think it's a pretty key part of the Rams' game plan. Yes, well, I know he likes to get the bullet quickly, but if we get pressure up in the middle, it's hard to hard to sort of get rid of the ball too quickly if you've got Sue and Donald coming at you at a rate of knots. So I'm pretty confident. Uh, Fale has been playing well as well. He forced the yeah. interception off Breeze late with that little spin move and got in his face. So I think the D-line starting to pull, pull it together. Yeah. Um, and pressure is one thing that makes all quarterbacks perform poorly. So well, that's spot on, Pete. a exciting thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, Pete, now there's a lot of talk about uh, bandwagon and... I guess a lot of these Rams fans coming out of the woodwork, uh, I heard Bill Simmons during the week saying that all the Rams fans in LA with their flags out the cars and the houses lit up in blue and yellow. Now, you obviously said it's great to be at the Super Bowl. You did make a Super Bowl in 2001. So I'm just kind of wondering the depth of your fandom with this team. And you kind of, yeah, you've, got, you've got a little bit of noisy, uh, a lot more noisy last year, kind of nowhere near that kind of level for the past 15 years or so. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's an interesting comment from you. Um, <laughs> I, to- I actually was getting a bit of hate on the on the web uh, this week after my appearance. So I, I posted a little photo of myself in, uh, I think it was 2012, I went to Candlestick to watch a Jeff Fisher-led team. Um, I think it was, it was Bradford. It was definitely Bradford. Um, he put up 12 points against the Niners at Candlestick. Clutch. <laughs> was a beast all day. Um just by every Niner fan in my section saying, why on earth would you go for this team? Which I always wondered. Um, <laughs> and finally, they rewarded me after probably about 10 years of, of really poor performance. Yeah, I was going to say um, that a lot of Stephen Jackson, Jeff Fisher years there. Correct. Stephen Jackson, uh, who was he was basically the one that saved my life for a couple of years, but a lot of 2 and 14s, 4 yeah. and 12s, 7 and 9s are sort of, sort of the highlight there when Jeff Fisher took over. I thought, how good is this? We've gone 7 and 9, almost made the playoffs. <laughs> a real highlight for yeah. you, 7 and 9, <laughs> near 500. <laughs> it, it's funny you say that, Pete, because that photo of you in 2012, I've never seen, normally it's the other way around, you look better with age, but I think you look better there. <laughs> yeah, the hair was doing a bit. Out of, <laughs> probably a kilo and a half worth of hair on top of my head. Um there was this American guy, this 49er fan next to me, he just kept yelling at me, go, long hair, man, it looks totally sick. And uh, the fans loved it. So, <laughs> the fans loved it. Peak intellect at Candlestick. We'll bring it back, actually. Yeah. Well, who's laughing now, mate? The, the, what, the 49ers went 3-13 and, 13 and uh, exactly. Rams in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. All things, uh, as I like to say, good things happen to good people. So yes. I'm, Couldn't I'm agree more. This. And also, obviously, your plans for the Super Bowl day. I believe you've got a few soirees in store. I hear that you are selling off a few of your jerseys, and they're coming out yeah. very quickly out of the woodwork. I hear the Bradford jersey's well, already gone. Um, any other paraphernalia Bradford. or things I could be grabbing of the Rams variety? Isaac Holt, surely. <laughs> I've already said that. I do not have any of those, but I do have a... Robert Quinn, 94. Oh, oh we Quinny. love Rob. Yeah. quickly. Yeah, Quinny would be good. Uh, you wouldn't have an have a Chris Long line about, Chris would you? Long's good. No, it was, it was between those two. I did prefer Robert Quinn. Um, yeah. Chris Long, also a very good player. But Robert Quinn had that great year. I reckon he put up about 20 sacks, well, thereabouts. And so yeah. I got very excited after that. And I reckon he 
probably six sacks the rest of his Rams career. But, yeah, right. Uh, good purchase. I think it's 110. Um, good purchase. Still yeah. He's, do, he's, he's make, making waves in Miami now. Yeah, I think he plays a couple of snaps here and there. But, um, yeah, no, got plenty of games. There's plenty of merits for you guys. I'm sure you're both on the on the bandwagon, aren't you? Oh, mate, it's pretty hard to, to cheer for the Patriots. We've got to get behind these Los Angeles Rams. Uh, love the color scheme. They're going with the throwback unis. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, love that. Love that. That I just actually recently bought a few more games. You've got a Goff, Donald, and Gurley game. So I'll be uh, sort of tossing them up, maybe alternating each quarter and then deciding one for the finale. Yeah, wow. So wait, just clarify. The Rams throwback. What, what Are yeah. they going with the gold and blue? What are they, what are yep, they doing? No, right? yellow and blue is their throwback. Oh, that yellow and blue, blue one. That's shocking what yeah, they won it during the year. No, I love that. That's, that's their traditional LA colors. No, I... No, because the, so the Patriots will be white. I yeah. can't. I'm not sure. Pete, can you confirm? No. Yeah, they'll be white, and we'll be in, in the royal blue <laughs> with a bit of gold. It just really pops on the screen. It'll be a uh, beautiful viewing, actually, on a nice HD TV. Yeah, right. And uh, how nervous are you, Pete? Because obviously there's a lot riding on this day. We'll all be watching you um, without that classic arrogant uh, bravado that you normally provide. Are you nervous about this team? <laughs> I'm not nervous yet, um, but I will turn into a sack of nerves. I really yeah. won't be speaking sort of from as soon as the uh, the coin toss through to the final quarter. Yeah, um, I just hope they keep it close early. But we started off pretty slowly, and we're lucky the defense brought out early. Just hope there's no silly mistakes and sort of get into a nice rhythm. And uh, and I think if we keep it close, we'll pull it out late. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, mate, uh, it's yeah. either going to be the best day of your life or absolutely one of the worst. Can't wait for it. You've got two weeks of hype, interviews, analysis, predictions. Are you going to throw a punt on? Oh, yeah, of course. So what I'm thinking is, what's the line? Are we favoured? I, I think I... Patriots are minus 11. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, my understanding is... The Rams started as the favourite at minus one. It's now the Patriots at minus two. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll just go Rams to win into Johnny Hecker MVP. There you go. I like Johnny that. Johnny Hecker MVP? <laughs> hey, McVeigh, McVeigh, McVeigh's going to get him in the plays. We know that. So I think... Oh, oh, yeah, I don't think he comes in for a couple of plays Tyson Hill style and just puts Goff out wide and let Johnny side around a couple of times. Oh, he's he's yeah. got a good arm on him, mate. He does. And I think we need it. We'll get it obviously next week because we've got nothing to talk about. We'll talk about the props and, and the different bets. But I've got kind of a Bill Belichick to throw the surface within the second quarter. There's a few little ones <laughs> I want to look into. I'll probably build a 12-legger at this stage considering my success throughout the year. So it's going to be great. I think we all put a multi on it and just watch them all fail Absolutely. As, as the day goes on. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a great day. Can't wait, lads. Mm. Mate, well, hey, congratulations. Uh, the Rams are in the Super Bowl and can't wait to watch them with you. You beauty. Cheers, bud. Cheers, Well, mate, Funbacks is pretty excited. I remember that uh, feeling uh, fondly. So do I. I, and, um, I think it was eight, win? nine years ago, first up. But uh, it was a great feeling. You went for the and, Redskins, uh, man. The Steelers, a formidable folk with Rashad Mendenhall coming out of the backfield. <laughs> Rashad Mendenhall, great call. Okay. Can't deny it. One of the greats. One of the greatest. <laughs> James Farrier. Yep. Lawrence Timmons. Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. Oh. Fucking Heath Miller. He. Oh, he's a big fella, eh? Big boy. Well, mate, I, uh, I reckon we'll save the uh, the props, the bets, the punts 
for next week. Uh, big review of the Pro Bowl, I'm sure, as well. Oh, of course. We've got Can't a day wait. off, so we can watch that. The yeah. one day I have off on uh, a public holiday is the Pro Bowl. So, oh, <laughs> so that's good. Rather go to work. Um, <laughs> can you move to next week? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Chaz, that just about wraps it up for us, mate. Yes. Uh, uh, great stuff by you. A great show. A great show. And uh, we love it. We can't wait for all the Patriots hype for the next two weeks. I was saying to myself, can be a muttering of... to myself making my lunch last night, thinking, I actually genuinely cannot pick this game. No. And we're going to need a serious week to think about it. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come together next week with some tips. But I seriously, I can't remember the last time. It's such a flip of the coin game. Definitely. Um, now that the Patriots have just smashed all expectations and they, they can beat anyone on any given day. And the Rams, we just, we know that they, they're capable of doing great things. So it's going to be a great two weeks. I think the Pats are going to win. I, I don't want do, them to. But it's such traditionalist thinking. No. They, they it, lost it last year. well last week. They lost last year. Yeah, I get and that. Not, it's not happening twice. Yeah. Give Bill but Belichick two weeks. something about this Rams team. This, well. isn't, this isn't Nick Foles. something about this Rams team. This isn't Nick Foles. See you next week. See you, boo.